And welcome back to another episode of Channel KRT, the podcast where we look back on obscure nostalgic media. I'm Tyler Green, but since they couldn't afford my actor from the last movie, I'll now be played by Diedrich Bader. I'm Kit Quinn, and I'm amazed that Nigel Channing had nothing to do with this episode, as far as we know. Wait, uh, Kit, uh, do you know where Randy is? Uh, man, I thought she was on the ceiling. Where'd she go? Uh, Randy? Randy's dead! <laughs> oh, shit. What'd you do with my girlfriend, you little bastard? I broke into her house and killed her! You son of a bitch, bring her back! Bring her back, damn it! Okay, okay, I actually didn't kill her. She's in the closet, but I gotta borrow her laptop so I can, you know, start the apocalypse. <laughs> Let me out! That's it, I got the pickaxe. Take this little shit and this! You do realize I have access to all the world's nuclear codes! Uh. Do you really wanna do that? Hey, look over there! There, I sliced him in half. He's no more. Hooray! All right, Randy, you can come out now. You're good. All right, I, uh, I broke out of the closet, but me and him are gonna be cool for a while, you know? <laughs> He has access to all the nuclear codes, like he said, so we're gonna let him just hang out here, uh, so that we don't have fallout <laughs> for real. Okay, so I'll bring in our guest real quick. You know her from the Twitter feed, the, at the Duck Avenger. Please welcome to the show, Danny David! Danny! Hey. Thanks for having me. Welcome Yay. aboard, Hi. Danny. It's nice being on this. Great to have you! So yeah, for context, right now in Danny's time zone, it is like 8.14 in the morning right now. Holy shit. That is the dedication she has to this podcast. And Danny, we thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Danny. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I mean, you were literally the first person I had in mind for today's topic because as we'll get into, we have a history with it. (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, as we were so rudely interrupted by Fluffy over there, who is the star of today's topic. (laughs) Quiet, you. I literally have heat-seeking missiles. You know that, right? Why I oughta. We're gonna just throw a dresser on you and it'll work out. <laughs> no, dressers! My weakness for some reason! You know what? I swear to God, if you interrupt me one more time, Fluffy, one more time. What? Do you wanna say that to my face? I mean, I'm saying it to you on the screen right now as we're talking through Zoom, but... Off to the radiator. <laughs> Okay, so today we're talking about a topic I've been wanting to get to for a while now. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Uh, I'm not gonna mince words here. This show is delightfully batshit. Yes. It's so wild. And it astounds me that nobody else has talked about this show to the extent that we are because... This show was on some serious drugs, man. I'm not putting that lightly. <laughs> like I severely underestimated just how insane this show was, even for the movie it was based off of. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so what is everyone's relationship with, uh, I guess, the franchise as a whole, starting with Kit? So I watched the original movie for the first time when I was about seven, and all I can describe about it was trauma trauma all around because actually there were three ways that traumatized me first was obviously all the scenes with auntie and the scorpion and the bee like those were fucking what the hell oh actually four because whenever i'd rent it from blockbuster i'd rent it like three times every single time even if it was a different tape of it it would just suddenly stop playing at the end i don't know what curse it had it just suddenly would just give out at the end and it looked like wayne just swallowed his fucking kid alive so (laughs) roll credits like the closest i got to the actual ending of the tape i'd rent was when it would cut from like the scene where they finally make it to the kitchen to one of the kids holding the turkey leg and being like oh i finally get the joke and That was the closest. (laughs) But that wasn't the ending. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Kit, I do agree with you because the movie is not just traumatizing from a childhood standpoint. As an adult, it's even worse when you put, like, two and two together and realize the implications. This movie, alongside the wormy episode of Spongebob, contributed to my lifelong fear of insects. Oh, yeah. And let me just say, Auntie is fucking terrifying. I know Auntie's supposed to be one of the good guys, but still, like, Bugs Up Close is always, like, a trigger for me. Like, just rewatching the movie, I kind of weaned into it a little more. I kind of liked Auntie a little more, but, like, I skipped the B scene entirely because 
that's just a whole bunch of nope right there, kids. Nope. And then in addition, I had a weird fear of, even though it was not scary at all, I had a weird fear of tummy trouble, the Roger Rabbit short they'd always have at the beginning. Like, I don't know why, because... To be fair, hospitals are not a pleasant place in the first place, so... Especially now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was always just so afraid they were gonna show Roger's insides for some reason. I don't know why. I guess maybe it was Osmosis Jones getting to me because that movie fucking traumatized me. Then finally, fucking Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Like, not just because of Nigel Channing, but also because of that damn cat. I just want to say, without tummy trouble... Where else are we going to see the word gynecology in a Disney animation? <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> so true. Somebody had to be having that on the brain, especially while animating Jessica, I guess. <laughs> gynecology. I mean, to be fair, they literally got away with showing the making of me in Epcot at one point or another, so... And there was, like, back in the Walt days, there was a Disney cartoon that was about periods. What? <laughs> yeah. The story of menstruation. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is Walt approved, by the way. It's like an educational short that they would show in schools about, like, you know, periods. <laughs> it, it was never graphic or anything, but it just, like, covered the basics. And you know what? Good for them. <laughs> It was surprisingly progressive for the 50s. Back when women weren't treated as people. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow periods were treated with more respect back then than now. Yep. So for this show, I only heard of it like for the first time about a decade ago. And then I really got to know it through both Tyler and Danny. And so far, I've only seen the pilot. And I just have the feeling that... Them getting literally swallowed by their grandpa isn't going to be the most insane plot in this show. Oh, <laughs> that is only the tipping point of the slippery scale that is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. So while I don't have that much of a relationship with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids series as a whole, except for the fact that I did see Captain EO in the theater it used to be at Epcot on my most recent trip. <laughs> my real true relationship in relation to this, I would say, is with failed sitcoms of movies that they tried to capitalize on. I've seen a ton of the Forgotten Failures episodes, and I'm super into like sitcoms like this that are just, they, they tried to capitalize on the success of a movie and they just couldn't, um, like, the fucking Uncle Buck sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Another hit 80s movie starring an SCTV alum. Right. Oh my god. Yes. And I have actually seen front to back the Blazing Saddles sitcom that was never meant to air on TV. Oh, We're so sorry, Randy. Let me just preface by saying Blazing Saddles is one of my all-time favorite comedies ever. And... The pilot to the TV show based off of it is available. From beginning to end, I did not laugh once. Not even, like, a light chuckle. It just... That's so sad. It's why you don't make Blazing Saddles after Blazing Saddles. It just doesn't work. You just can't. That was a lucky shot, that movie. You know what, Fluffy? Since you're awkwardly sitting there, currently plotting murder, what is your relationship with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I was planning on world domination until that pesky Wings of Whiskey foiled my plan. Rightfully so, might I add. So my relationship is I want to kill the Sawinskis! Back in the closet, back in the closet. Oh, by the way, I did check out the Honey I Swung to Kids Playground at MGM Studios. It was, it was pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Fun fact about that, by the way. Long after the show ended, you could still see a poster for Honey I Shrunk the Kids the TV show at the entrance. <laughs> Speaking of Hollywood Studios, one of my most prolific memories for some reason from there was when we passed the ABC Commissary. And they would play TV show themes over it. First time we passed by it, we heard the Three's Company theme. Oh, man. Second time we passed by it, Home Improvement. <laughs> 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 I'm taking a stroll through Disney World and I'm hearing like... Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> All 
right. So, Danny, how about you? Uh, my relationship with Honey Shrunk the Kids was because I went through an SCTV phase and I wanted to watch the stuff that the cast has been in. And I haven't seen Honey Shrunk the Kids despite me being a Disney fan. So I did, and I liked the movie, so I watched the sequels, and then the Stevie show came up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the record, Danny was the one that got me into SCTV like nice. when I was in high school. So to return the favor, I showed her Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. <laughs> she was not pleased. <laughs> I remember this one exchange that me and Tyler had like years ago when we were talking about the TV show. I was getting ready for school. And then I think I sent him an episode and I was like, we should watch this someday. And then uh, I was about to leave and he was like, Daddy, you can't escape this. We have to sync together. <laughs> We're going to sync together. Oh my God. <laughs> Even in 2014, I was saying no escape, no escape. You can never escape. So to get into my relationship real quick. Yeah, I have seen the movies uh, for the show. I did catch it on and off in syndication because that's what it was originally paired off as. It wasn't initially a Disney Channel show, although it aired on Disney Channel. I kind of assumed that it was at first, but yeah, I always caught the reruns on Disney Channel. Then I forgot about it for a while. Uh, and then in 2011, uh, the hub, that cha- that uh, satellite channel that everyone knows now is the My Little Pony channel. I was a brony, and then I left the brony fandom because then the men in that fandom went from, like, pretty chill and cool about it to, like, fucking weird about it and creepy about it, but now, I'm just gonna say it, I really want to get back into My Little Pony. I'm fucking taking it back. I love the shit out of My Little Pony. But yeah, The Hub showed reruns of it for a brief period, and I happened to catch one of it. I forget which one it was, but something, it just clicked in my head, and I just could not stop watching it in middle school. And yeah, I guess what kind of drew me to it was how that shit it was, even so today. And then in my, all the shows I grew up with as a kid were fucking terrible phase in high school because I was a weenie. I showed it to Danny and we just mocked the show mercilessly. And in retrospect, I think we were a little bit too hard on it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the show is insane and it definitely provides a lot to riff, but I get what you mean. You know what else was on the hub? Step by step. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's right. What is Step by Step? I don't know. (laughs) To lean back into today's topic, I did see Honey, I Shrunk the Audience once. Add that to the list of 3D shows that just traumatized the shit out of me. (laughs) And I'm not just saying that because Nigel Channing was in it. Hey, at least it's not it's tough to be a bug. Yo, God. (laughs) Fucking, it's tough to be a bug. And yep, although we do forever appreciate Eric Idle here. He did the best with what he was given. I'll give him that. It's genuinely amazing how we've managed to shove a figment into the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids continuity. Like, I feel like if the show went on a little longer, maybe they would have gotten a figment cameo. I will say this real quick. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the series, in this one episode I've seen, did manage to do something that the Blazing Saddles sitcom did not do. Make me laugh even just a little bit. Yes. Yes. There's actually some pretty good dialogue in this show that I will give a lot of credit to. Uh, It's just so batshit that it's like so entertaining. It's beautifully insane. I gotta give the credit to these actors because these are really insane lines that they're saying. (laughs) And they're all saying it with straight face. (laughs) Yes. Yes, so this is a perfect segue to talk about the cast. So for the record, I guess it's all but been established that this is pretty much an alternate universe from the movies. Like, the events of the movie did happen, but it's, like, different Zelinskis. They're played by different people, and to the actor's credit, they really do a good job of making it their own, as opposed to just ripping off the characters from the movie. For example, I really like Peter Scolari's performance as as Wayne. He did a good job. So good. He has the Rick Moranis look, but he just does a very good job of playing, like, the goofy inventor dad who keeps fucking shit up. I'm just gonna go on record here. He's a very, very underrated actor, I think. He is. He really is. Yeah. Because he worked with Tom Hanks on Buzzin' Buddies. Uh, oh, shit. Tom Hanks. Yeah, that was like both of their breakout roles, I think. And he's done some pretty good character actor stuff. Except for something called Mr. Bill's Real Life Adventures that I... I was going to bring that up, Mr. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That piece of 
Live action Mr. Bill. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, so for those who don't know, there's a live action Mr. Bill played by Peter Scolari oh, no. where it's just so boring. Nothing in that actually happens. So I don't, I can't remember the name of who plays the kid in it, like the youngest son. Oh, yeah, Thomas Decker. For a hot minute, I thought it was the Stuart Little kid. Oh, no. Yeah, they they actually look alike. Yeah, fun fact about him, he actually went on to play John Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Very ironic because the episode we're looking at is very Terminator. Or basically AI before AI because it involves a robot teddy bear. And You will wake! Also, fun fact, I was listening to an interview with the actress who played the daughter, Hilary Tuck. Apparently, Jodie Sweetin was in the running for the role of the daughter, Amy. Oh my god! Was it because of Full House she couldn't commit? Uh, this was after Full House, actually. Like, she was on Disney's good side, but for some reason she just didn't get the role. And, to be fair, Hillary Tuck does a killer job on this show, so... Also, should we bring up the, uh, certain bad man involved with the show? Oh... Here's a hint. It'll make any scene with a helicopter extremely fucking awkward. (laughs) As the designated Channel KRT edgy person, I will provide the context. (laughs) Let's just say that his son is currently trending as of this recording. Let's just say his son is only the second worst thing he's responsible for. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, one of the producers on this show is John Landis, who is famous for... An American Werewolf in London, Coming to America, Thriller, the music video, and Killing Two Children and a Veteran Actor on the Twilight Zone set. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck that guy. Just remember, one day we will all outlive John Landis. Huzzah! (laughs) I hate how much I love An American Werewolf in London. Knowing who's responsible for it. I hate how much I love Blues Brothers and Coming to America, to be fair. And Thriller. <laughs> yeah. But here's a good fun fact that I forgot to mention. Peter Scolari was, uh, he joined the cast of Newhart after Bossom Buddies. Nice. Again, more reason why he deserves more credit than he's given, so. Yeah. Oh, wow, he was on Animaniacs, too. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, he's really underrated. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's funny to think about, there is probably some alternate universe where peter scolari just happens to have all the roles that rick moranis had and rick moranis is the one replacing him on this show (laughs) can you imagine him as lewis oh my god absolutely oh my god one more fun fact that we gotta mention is that we kind of sort of have a personal connection to this show uh Kid, if you want to explain that. One of the creators of this show is Ed Ferreira, who was actually a teacher of my boyfriend when he was in college, and he took a screenwriting class with him as the as the professor, and he's still Facebook friends with him to this day. Hell fucking yes. <laughs> so shout out to Ed Ferreira if you're listening to this. Yeah, and Tony. Yeah, thank you, Tony. I love you. He's white heel. Wait, no, no, Tony, I'm coming to save you! Fluffy, Fluffy, no, put him back, put him down, take him back to California where he belongs. You know how expensive the plane ticket to get him out here was already? I don't care, put him back. Oh, alright. I'm okay. Alright, so after we were so rudely interrupted, what else is there to say about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show, other than, good god, this show is bad shit. (laughs) Points for creativity. One of the episodes I recently watched involved Nick bringing his school's dead bunny back to life, and it gets possessed by a demon. God, just the screen caps! (laughs) And the demon bunny kidnaps him and takes him to a parallel universe. Coincidentally enough, a demon bunny is this show's second connection to the Twilight Zone movie. (laughs) (laughs) People died. And speaking of Rick Moranis, one of the jokes that I actually heard this morning when I was watching one of the episodes was, so there's like a sculpture of Wayne that gets made and Amy's like, That thing looks more like Rick Moranis to me. Who? You know, Canada's answer to Tom Hanks. Who? (laughs) That was their who's Michael J. Fox moment in the Back to the Future cartoon. (laughs) Wait, 
So, if Rick Moranis exists in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show universe, does that mean that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the movie exists? Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that the Salinsky's adventure somehow got to Hollywood and then they hired Rick Moranis for the role. I was about to say, I'm too damn high to look at this paradox right now. <laughs> I just wanted to like point out that maybe they made a movie about it. And had Rick Moranis play the role. I was literally going through, like, the fucking Doctor Who intro in my brain for a hot minute. <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> oh, man. Another episode I got a shout-out is the one where Wayne's boss mutates into basically a shout-out to the fly. And there's a whole thing with a love potion. And the wife, Diane, falls in love with Wayne's boss in the insect form. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those shows, kids. Was the insect form terrifying? Yeah. (laughs) We gotta also mention that this show is longer than your usual kids show. It's like 50 minutes long. Yeah, that's right. This was probably the only Disney Channel show to air at like an hour, even though it's technically not a Disney Channel show. Well, it's just like uh, Huey Lewis and the News featuring Penn Jillette said, it's hip to fuck bees. It's hip to fuck bees. So now that we've discussed the bat shittery this show can get into, let's dive into today's episode, Honey the Bear is Bad News. Spread the good word of Fluffy! Shut up, you little bastard! Get in! Get in! Get in! Back in the dresser! So far, I've been managing to keep him quiet just by, like, putting a magnet up to his microchip. Like, he's made out of computers. (laughs) You you can easily disable that with magnets. Has Wayne Zielinski not been doing this? Like, like, is he not aware that he can take down any sort of computer with just magnets? Fucking Scooby-Doo knew to do that shit. Anyway, so today's episode involves a killer teddy bear that also hijacked today's episode, so in this episode, a computer virus causes Wayne's super-enhanced teddy bear to run amok, attempting to conquer the world. So, just based on the voice alone, I could have sworn that Kevin Clash was behind Fluffy. I kind of assumed that it could have possibly been, like, Howie Mandel doing his, uh, Bobby's World voice. Probably. That, too. I guess. Do not compare me to the red menace! Oh god, it's Dave Coulier, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, Fluffy, how familiar are you with Alanis Morissette? And I'm here to remind you of the- He doesn't want to talk about it. Kit, don't mock him. You don't want to, you don't want to poke the bear, pun intended. Uh, he really does not want to talk no. about, um, his relationship with Alanis Morissette. It's, uh, it's, it's bad. <laughs> Uh, let's just say you ought to know was about Fluffy. <laughs> oh. Wow, okay, so... Yeah, that explains a lot. You're never too old to learn. Oh, where this Moa set went down on me in your feet, oh. I... I don't know how to comprehend that. This episode already has a really weird sex reference. I don't need any from him. <laughs> okay, so the episode starts off with Wayne's boss introducing, like, the first version of Fluffy, and it's just, like, this shitty teddy bear that just says, I love you, over and over again. It's like a teddy rock spin, basically. It's not even that. It's literally just a de-stuffed teddy bear with someone's hand up it, kind of sort of miming the words to it. At first, it's just basically like a -a Build-A-Bear with a sound thingy in it. I'm just gonna say it, that thing was already creepy. I get that robot teddy bears weren't exactly as big a concern back then, but after seeing how much data they can gather over the years, I'm just like, no, that thing would gather my insides instantly. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, no no offense, Fluffy. All offense taken! Yeah, fair enough. I was already planning on killing you all anyway! And then Wayne's like, oh man, fuck that. I don't want to be working on this bear. I want to push boundaries. I want to do better stuff. So then the boss is like, okay, dickhead, you make the bear better then. Spoiler, he did not make it better. (laughs) Or actually, depending on your view, he did make it better. True, true. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I kind of skipped over the intro bit with Nick the Sun defeating a computer virus at school the legion virus because the teachers were looking at porn that's not even a joke yeah there's no way to look around it they're literally looking at porn one of the teachers literally says what does his tattoo say who cares (laughs) so yeah the teachers um released a dangerous computer virus because they were looking at porn on the school's computer 
And also, if anyone needs me, I'll be making noodle sculptures. That's the best line since whatever Arnold said. That was the best line in the entire show. (laughs) After they infect the school with a dangerous virus from a porn website, they have a child fix it. But for some reason, this child is like a genius at fixing computer viruses, so... Yeah, like, in the movie, Nick's thing was supposed to be that he wanted to be just like his dad. And this, he's like a fucking mastermind. He's able to pull off all this stuff without a problem. Like, he's literally a mini Wayne Zielinski. Oh, by the way, the virus is called Legion, which somehow this came before Anonymous. Did Anonymous get We Are Legion from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the series? Did you guys watch The Mitchells vs. The Machine? Yes! I loved it! Not yet, I gotta! No, there was one part with a really big demonic fur. Ah, yes! That's floppy. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Who has seen the latest trend of long Furbies? Yes, I, I did, have. and I don't like it. I wish I didn't see it. Here's another question. Who here has heard of the Furby organ? Oh. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> oh my god, Tyler. When you first said that, I thought you meant like internal organs. Oh no. Ugh. That even worse. Do, do you mean like there's an organic, fleshy Furby inside us all? Or like, d- does actual Furby have internal organs? And I was about to be like, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> they did surgery on a Furby. <laughs> Furby wants to be a real kid. <laughs> Furby wants to be a real boy. <laughs> Furby is inside your lungs. <laughs> it's that Invaderism episode, but with Furbies. <laughs> Yay! Gur would love Furbies. <laughs> All right, so back to the show. Well, the first half is kind of scarce because there's really not a lot going on. Wayne brings home the bear. He and Diane show off some one-liners to each other, and then he starts working on the thing. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, too, because Diane's arc in this episode is that she is working on fixing her grandmother's hope chest or something. Yeah, and they make a joke like, oh, yeah, you're the one working on it, Mom, instead of Dad. And I'm like, progress for the 90s? (laughs) The woman actually working on something? I mean, they still kind of get some, oh, Mom, you're so boring. I'm going to go upstairs jokes. Yeah. Which... Yeah, this really was a product of the 90s. It's not the cringiest, I'll give it that. So Wayne pretty much hooks up the bear with, like, artificial intelligence and all that stuff. It's basically Alexa if it mated with Snuggles the fabric bear. (laughs) No offense, Fluffy. Uh, I still got the magnet on him. Uh, It'll probably be a matter of time before he finally regains sentience, but... (laughs) Randy, uh, should he be foaming at the mouth? Oh, they can... Oh, fuck. Hey, you know what? It, it, it means he's sedated. Just leave him there. He'll be fine. <laughs> oh, he died. Oh, sweet. Uh, okay. Yay, we're Perfect. free. It, it turns out that, uh, oh, oh my god, there's, or, there's organic material in there. Um, Why are there people at my door offering me amnesia pills? <laughs> Randy, quick question. Does one of them happen to look like Peter Scolari by any chance? Who's Peter Scolari? I also really like the animated intro of this show. Oh, yeah, that's right. We forgot to talk about that because it does, like, a pretty good job of mirroring the movie's original style. Yes. Plus the animated intro in the movie as well. I'm just a sucker for whenever live-action shows and movies always have animated intros, like Ruthless People and so many others. They do away with the animated intro in the second season, though, because... I don't know. I mean, that's a poor move on their part, but eh, it's still a good show, I think. They were cowards! <laughs> <laughs> so Wayne brings the bear down and he tests it out on the kids and... Oh, I don't know if we skipped over something, but uh, Wayne's computer is infected with the Legion virus uh, while all of that shit is loaded into Fluffy. So um, what has he been doing on that computer besides programming Fluffy then? Oh no. I think we need a marriage counselor. (laughs) Are they still having marriage troubles even after the first movie? Like, no wonder she wasn't really in the second movie that much. (laughs) I mean, when you think about it, she has to get fed up of this shit at some point or another with all the inventions and putting the family in danger and stuff like that. I think it was kind of implied in the episode. Because, like, 
after like Fofi went insane, the aunt's like, Don't tell me something has gone wrong with your state of the art ultra modern child's toy. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's just another Monday. I mean, we saw what happened to Doofenshmirtz and his wife. Like, he was trying so hard to take over the world that she eventually divorced him. But he managed to still be a good dad, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> also, we gotta mention, yeah, Quark is still in this show, too. Yes! Good boy! He's a different breed of dog, though, for some reason. He's like a black and white lab? Yeah. <laughs> still a good boy, though. Yeah. Quark's a good boy. The goodest boy. So the one thing that confuses me about the Legion virus is eventually, I guess we're jumping ahead, Fluffy reveals his plan to program all the other Fluffy bears with it, and then once they're all mass-produced, basically wipe out humanity, but... Most computer viruses are there pretty much just to steal social security information or whatever. So, like, wouldn't it make more sense for all the fluffies to be, like, bought by kids and then walking up to the kids like, Okay, now go in your parents' wallet, find the little plastic code, and tell me all the funny little numbers on it. In the words of one other Rick Moranis movie, don't feed the bears. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Fluffy can read. Didn't he read the ant's credit card? <laughs> <laughs> While ordering nuclear weapons. Yes. Also, I will also give them credit. They managed to make those bear skeletons as the bears were being built fucking terrifying. I know we're jumping ahead, but I'm surprised there wasn't a scene Probably because they didn't have the budget where uh, it's just like a mass army of fluffies just punching out of their boxes and just storming like a toy store or whatever. That would have been so great. Yes. <laughs> Basically, it would have been Child's Play 2019 before Child's Play 2019. Maybe Child's Play 2019 got inspiration from this. True. True. <laughs> so Fluffy starts kissing the family's asses and he's just playing it cool the whole time. Like he's not evil or anything. Like, he tries to help out Amy with her homework with uh, feminist literature. And he even name drops Alanis Morissette, which that couldn't have been easy for you, Fluffy. I'm very sorry. Oh, he's still dead. Oh, okay, good. Uh, burn in hell, Fluffy. <laughs> oh, shit. The, the guys in suits told me not to talk about him anymore. Yep, we're getting carried away by the lawyers. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> is over. They weren't lawyers. <laughs> They weren't attorneys. They, they were something way more higher up in power. The men in black. The bear insurrection was rigged, I tell you. <laughs> if I tell you who those guys were, I'm, I'm gonna get shot. And then we get the scene where Fluffy gets up in the middle of the night and just gets on Wayne's computer and starts, like, building all these evil bear skeletons. <laughs> So I have a question. I, I have a question here. Why the fuck does Wayne Zielinski have access to all these weapons of mass destruction? It'd be easier to answer which one he doesn't have access to. He's probably, oh shit, Wayne Zielinski is the one who gave all the weapons to Saudi Arabia. Oh my god. You know what that means. Wayne Zielinski's a war criminal? Honey, we've been in Afghanistan for 20 years now. <laughs> oh, we should probably mention that Twitter. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there's a Twitter account out there called Fake Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Episodes, which is exactly what it says on the tin. It's I don't know who runs this page, but this is easily one of my favorite Twitter accounts because they just make episode puns based off of the honey title format i'm gonna read one of my favorites off real quick hold on okay this is the most recent one honey you're kind of sus <laughs> amy gets <laughs> amy gets a job at uss burger and fries a spaceship themed restaurant and she couldn't be happier but when an evil shape-shifting alien named marty shows up hungry for a Zelensky dna <laughs> Amy learns that you can't trust anyone when there's a, an imposter among us. <laughs> Can I read my favorite one? Yeah. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. My favorite one is, honey, look out. I can't believe it. My wife is dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. This, this is another good one. Honey, they're turning the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> After a group of hyper-conservative parents... Protests Nick's school production of Hopley Ever After, a play featuring a gay frog wedding. Wayne traps the protesters in a world where all of their pets are gay. <laughs> and honey, fudge the police. Amy is bringing in brownies for extra credit on career day, but what's meant to be some harmless brown nosing soon turns into a total brown out as an extra ingredient <laughs> causes the town's police force to turn into fun. 
<laughs> I mean, it's more useful than actual police. In all fairness, all of these sound like very solid premises for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids episode. Yes! <laughs> like, considering the direction this show went, all of these are plausible. <laughs> so, yeah, Wayne Zielinski is probably a war criminal at this point. You know what? Wayne Zielinski was the Unabomber. Honey, read my manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think OSHA violations exist in this universe at this point. At this point, why wouldn't Wayne have uh, access to weapons of mass destruction? <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely believe that Fluff, that Fluffy definitely has caused some casualties in this episode. Oh no, he killed people, definitely. Uh, he told me that. Fuck, I'm not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> Don't die. Oh, it's cool. I'm immune to getting shot. No, there's this one part of the episode where they were like actually checking out Fluffy's features. And then that guy literally said something like, why does he have a machine gun? But look at him. He's so cute. Let's let him on the market anyway. And then there's a bit with Wynn and his boss Jennings, who, by the way, I actually do like that character. He kind of has big schemer energy in a way because he's just like this big corporate asshole that gets all these good fucking lines <laughs> he's basically mr burns <laughs> he does this strange monologue where he rants about his deadbeat mom or something i look into the loving eyes of this little critter and i see the reflection of a world a better world in which underachieving young boys don't feel forced to steal just to win the attention they crave from their rich, absentee mothers. Is that my watch, sir? And then in addition, later in the episode when... Well, we should probably explain the context first. So Wayne ends up getting pulled over, and the cops act exactly how you think they do and don't even suspect the fucking bear. Despite the fact that there is literally a teddy bear running around, and it's literally behind them at one point. Although the way the shot is set up, it kind of looks like it's just a four-foot guy in a suit, like, way in the background. <laughs> Oh, also, Fluffy is trying to get Wayne killed because, like, he tries to frame him for having fucking weapons on him. Yeah, there's literally a concealed carry joke in this children's show that aired on Disney Channel in the 90s, mind you. <laughs> Hope they don't find those concealed handguns. The late 90s for Disney Channel were fucking bizarre. <laughs> and nowadays you can't even get away with showing a couple kissing on Disney Channel. Go figure. What do you mean? They saw the carps on DuckTales. <laughs> You're That's right. true, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I shouldn't say that. We have Gravity Falls, and you know what Gravity Falls has gotten away with. Well, I mean, they, they're more comfortable showing gore than gay couples. Ugh. Well, I mean, I guess you could say their live action has been pretty uh, neutered as of recent. Also, I know we're jumping ahead, but do we want to mention the handcuffs joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for context, Wayne escapes and he gets back to the lab. Uh, he meets up with Jennings and Jennings notices that he's in handcuffs. And he's like, what's that about? Zelinsky, you dog. It, it's a magic trick on a ride. Uh-huh. Oh, I, uh, dabble in magic myself from time to time. Oh, and then he even asks, hey, Wayne, you want a blindfold? And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Subtle. Subtle. <laughs> Again, this was a show in the 90s aimed at children that aired on the Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, okay. Disney in the 90s was wild. Remember Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah, true. It really was, yeah. <laughs> and plus, there was a lot of genocide happening in Mulan, so... Sorry, this is really dark uh, Disney comic that had Mickey Mouse living in, like, a city that's basically Gotham if it were in Disney. Oh my god, yeah, I remember those. I, I know you remember this, but there's a comic where Mickey says something along the lines of, Do you think I'm badass now? <laughs> That was the one I was talking about. There was like the scene where he gets out of a taxi and then this guy holds him at gunpoint. And then the taxi driver was like, careful, he's holding a gun. And Mickey was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and he's so chill. <laughs> he was like looking at the camera like he was in the office and he looks so done with this. 
It's like, Mickey, how, how long have you been in that town? <laughs> All right, so let's backtrack. So Wayne brings Fluffy back to the family, and it's still the possessed Fluffy that everyone knows and loves. <laughs> and he gives him to Amy, and he says, here, I even signed his little bear tushy for you, so... They even predicted seat posting. It, it feels like they were trying to do that, like, cute thing that Andy did to, like, Woody and Buzz and Toy Story, but they made it fucking weird. Why didn't he just write Amy's name? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would have made more sense. Like, oh boy, an autograph from my dad. It was basically her way of just getting out of the conversation with her mom, I guess. Get it? Because moms are boring. I love how Wayne has an autograph ready just in case he becomes super popular. Yeah. <laughs> that raises a good point. Despite Wayne being such a fuck up, how is he not famous? Yeah, I mean, he's basically, I'd be amazed that he didn't have, like, people having him try to invent a cure for cancer or something, because... Wayne would have done that in one week. Like, the dude has a shrink ray. He rarely uses it in the show, mind you. I mean, they do, but... Like, you could just solve, like, so much problems with that, like, world hunger. COVID. Yes, COVID. You could literally shrink him down, like, go full body wars and just eliminate COVID. Yeah. You could just say, fuck it, blow up the earth. Yay! <laughs> he could use his powers for evil if he wanted to, but... Okay, we needed, like, evil Wayne Zelensky, like, yesterday. Hey, they managed to make a machine that caused Rick Moranis to come out of retirement for the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot movie, so... Is that still happening, by the way? Because I know they were talking about that, but... Yeah, it looks like it is, because I saw some articles that it officially has a name, Shrunk, so... I hear it's gonna get released in theaters, not Disney Plus first. Oh. Also in that movie, Nick Zelinsky's gonna be played by Josh Gad because of course he is. <laughs> it's perfect casting. You see, I like Josh Gad when he was a Broadway actor. And then when he became a movie actor, I'm just like, uh, he's everywhere now. Eh, I think he's good enough for the role. Also, weirdly enough, the mom, Diane, has been played by three different actresses at this point. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, because she's been played by Marsha Straussman in... The first movie, she was played by Barbara Allen Woods in this, and in Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, she was played by Eve Gordon. Fun fact, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves was written by, and I'm not kidding, Joel Hodgson of MST3K. And funny enough, there is a Kevin Murphy on the writer's room for this show, but I don't think it's that Kevin Murphy. Nah, I think that he would have probably said something. And then, in addition, so back to the episode, I also just fucking love how they end up almost defeating Fluffy by just locking him in that chest, and then they're like, Oh, I can't feel anything! My spine! And then they just smack him with the hammer. The chest they lock him in is a lick Liquid nitrogen freezer. <laughs> I was questioning how he got out of that without a problem, but he says literally that bears hibernate, but you're a toy. First of all, liquid nitrogen is one of the most freezing elements on the planet to a point where you can put anything in liquid nitrogen and it turns it into like brittle ice that you can shatter on impact with anything. Like if you were to stick your arm in like a vat of liquid nitrogen, you could shatter it like glass. So how the fuck is Fluffy intact? <laughs> Fluffy's god. I'm beginning to think so. Fluffy isn't normal. Fluffy is made out of something that's not even human. So eventually Wayne finds out that the bear is evil because he happens onto his computer and sees literally the evil blueprints that this bear has created. Which, by the way, I have a question. How the hell does that toy manufacturer have all those weapons? Yeah. <laughs> That somehow just went past everyone's heads. It's a metaphor for our gun control laws, basically. And then in, a, in addition, I swear to God, that, that blueprint of the bear, like the CGI model, that looked exactly like a Five Nights at Freddy's model. Like, that was eerily accurate. Well, now I can't unsee it, so thanks, Kit. Yay! Wayne Zelensky is the purple guy. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get one of my favorite parts in the entire episode where Peter Scolari just starts chewing the fucking scenery entirely. Yes! 
because he literally catches the bear climbing out of Amy's window and he starts beating the shit out of it and he says something along the lines of you're gonna tell me what you're up to or I'm gonna punch my fist in your fuzzy little chest rip out your data chip and show it to you before you and he's just going full ham this whole time and it's perfect (laughs) yeah And his family was watching it that time, too. That was delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Peter Scolari just deserves the world, man. He really does. Yeah, I know he's not Rick Moranis, but he's still got a lot of good comedic chops to him. Let him have a cameo and shrunk as well. Peter Scolari, if you're somehow listening to this by happenstance, bless you, sir. Oh my god, Peter Scolari is Rick Moranis' tethered. Yeah, oh, shit. Get on it, Jordan Peele. Get to work on shrunk. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's another thing he was in. He did a cameo on uh, That Thing You Do. Oh, my God, yeah, I remember that. Really? Yeah, because he was the Ed Sullivan-type character in that. That's so cool. I also fucking love the part where Wayne comes out looking exactly like Hopper from A Bug's Life, just ready to defeat him. (laughs) (laughs) So who's going to get eaten by the bird now? He managed to get Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess at 100%, and he got the golden armor. (laughs) Yes. I I think that's what it's called. It's been a while since I played Twilight Princess, so let me know if I'm wrong or right. (laughs) So then we get the next scene where Wayne is is threatening the bear by hanging him over a toy drive, like, box thing, and... I'm just saying, this could have been over a lot faster if Wayne just tied him to the front of a garbage truck. Yeah! This would have been over faster if Wayne learned what fucking magnets are. Insane Clown Posse got this right. (laughs) Basically, it's a fucking prequel to Toy Story 3. (laughs) Fluffy's actually Lotso. Somehow, he just got purple paint dipped on him, and he just... Rolled himself in a bunch of strawberries and hey, that was that. It's his Nega Duck story. He starts off as Jim Starling and then becomes Nega Bear. <laughs> also, we made a Unabomber joke earlier. Wayne literally calls Fluffy Unipair. <laughs> what? Yeah. And then he says something along the lines of maybe some sweet toddler's gonna love you or care for you and spit all over you and maybe he's gonna have braces. Toddlers don't have braces, you dipshit. <laughs> barely have teeth. Also, there's the fact that he's holding Fluffy over the box in an angle where it's like, you can tell that the puppeteer still needs to stick his hand up the head. Literally. It's like, uh, I guess because they had to swap between putting him in a costume when he's walking around. It's, it's so insane. So I just got back into the camera for a few minutes. Randy's in full yes! cat makeup now. I don't know Yay! what happened here. Oh, I um, I just was playing with my makeup while we were podcasting. Hey, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's a good idea. I'm dating Mr. Mistopheles. That, and then I tried to do some juggalo makeup that didn't work out well, so um, I'm kind of a cat juggalo right now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so then Fluffy introduces himself as Legion, the virus. We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us. Bear-chan. <laughs> and then it basically turns into the end of Kingsman where everybody starts getting taken over by the virus, all the bears, and then just start rising up against the little kids. I was like, yeah, he probably murdered some of those children. Wuffy actually is currently in the process <laughs> of destroying humanity because Fluffy is Q. <laughs> Baronon. Fluffy has been Q this whole time. Fuck, you're right. Therefore, Fluffy is responsible for the storming of the Capitol. Yep, Fluffy's responsible for (laughs) Trump as well. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck you, Fluffy. Hey, Fluffy, I know you're dead, but you're still a punk-ass bitch. I'm not dead! Oh, shit! Never die. Fluffy, I'll, I promise I'll stop shit-talking you if you cancel all my student loans. I'm trying to destroy the world, not make it a better place. Why would I do that? Fair enough. You know what? College costs extra now. Fluffy, you are gonna love this guy. His name is Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Elon, get over here. Fluffy! (laughs) Wait, Fluffy, that was you on SNL? What up, what up, what up, what up? That's right! And I'm programming all the time! 
this was to dwive off a cliff at the exact same time. Yay! I mean, that's not too bad. Fluffy's actually saving the world. He, he just doesn't know it. Could Fluffy be making a heel face turn? Possibly. Who knows? <laughs> But no, no, I'm supposed to be destroying humanity. I'm trying to kill people. Stop thinking this is a good thing. So then we get the next scene with the cops. And there's not really much I can say about this, except the cops start having discourse about whether Smokey Bear or Yogi is worse. (laughs) So let's meet the Beatles. That's right, buddy. All the bears are evil. Except, of course, for Yogi. Yogi was a crook. You take that back. Do the words grand theft picnic basket mean anything to you? It's literally us when we're on air. (laughs) (laughs) They start a podcast. (laughs) Oh, I'll have two number nines. A number nine large. And I'll have a number nine with extra tip. Gee, Yogi, maybe if you got rid of that old yee-yee-ass haircut, you'd get some bitches on your dick. <laughs> it's like that ending where Yogi just fucking dies and turns into a rug. Hey, you picked the wrong house, fool. Yogi, chill. It's me, Boo Boo. <laughs> Aw, shit, it's you, Boo Boo. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> And that's enough of uh, Yogi Bear Grand Theft Auto impressions. <laughs> so Fluffy dies by a dresser, well, or at the least can be pinned down by a dresser. So I guess her grandma's old chest ended up being a Chekhov's gun. Desk ex machina. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> or a Chestoff's gun. <laughs> All right, so I know we skipped ahead, but there's also the scene where Fluffy sneaks into the house and he literally starts arms dealing and... Buying a bomb with fucking Diane's credit card. (laughs) What was that? You can't make this shit. Finally, he's doing what a computer virus is supposed to do. You remember that episode of SpongeBob where they were having like bombs disguised as spies? Yes! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) I imagine Puffy was calling those fishes. (laughs) They seem to be the only people who have bombs readily available. Absolutely. I mean, Wayne's gotta have some ties, let's be real. (laughs) So Diane overhears Fluffy on the phone making these plans, and she says something along the lines of, oh man, I'm gonna get a bomb shipped to my house, and then Amy has this dumbass quip, like, well, hope he's using the one with mileage plus. (laughs) Cha-ching. I just love how dead (laughs) inside they all are about this. They're like, you know what, sure, why the fuck not? How many times have we barely dodged the apocalypse thanks to Wayne Zielinski? And and I don't mean he stopped the apocalypse. I mean, he almost caused it. 65 times. Yeah, did we mention the fact that Fluffy frames Wayne as a criminal? Yes! <laughs> what was that? Okay, so him, and by him I mean the Legion virus, sneaks into the cop car and, like, hacks into, like, all the laptops or whatever... And gives Wayne Zielinski this, like, fake criminal record where he's, like, assaulted a police officer multiple times. Assaulted a police officer, spit on the sidewalk, assaulted a police officer, parked in a handicap zone, and assaulted a police officer. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a very specific joke on the show's end. I don't know why. You know what? Sure. (laughs) Oh, wait. And we forgot to mention the fact that Wayne's computer runs on Wayndoes98. Get it! So then we get the scene where the family tries to beat the shit out of Fluffy. Before that scene, right? The cops visited um, the Zelenskys. Oh, yeah. And then Amy goes on this whole monologue where she is totally Antifa, by the way. Hell yeah. Look, I know you blues have a situation here. You're all jammed up. The commissioner's all over your butt on this red ball. But I'm shooting straight. You're reaching out to touch the wrong perp. I love how when they found out that Wayne has, like, assault charges on him, they ask, like, Wayne can punch a cop. He can't even punch a Cub Scout. Why would he punch a kid? What the fuck, they ask? 
<laughs> no, wait, that was Amy that said that, but yeah. So yeah, we already skipped back and forth all over this episode. So then later on, we get a scene where Jennings is trying to help Wayne out of the handcuffs and he uses this laser that almost like takes his hand off. And I gotta say, the laser he uses looks more like the shrink ray from the movie than the actual shrink ray from the TV show. <laughs> like, it's a night and day difference. It really is. <laughs> Maybe they actually just got the shrink ray from the movie. Now, remember on Prop Culture, when they did the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids episode, they said that it was in the backlot tour at MGM Studios around this time, so... Maybe not, I don't know. Yeah, what didn't Disney MGM have? Let's be real. <laughs> also, I just gotta say, I love the fact that we get lines such as, Eat hot wed flesh balls from a stuffed bear. <laughs> I really love when Fluffy said, I will dance in your graves. So we get the scene where the cops invade the lab and Jennings just has like a straight up war flashback. <laughs> the Fluffies were in the trees, man. Some folks are born made to wave the flag. <laughs> oh, that red, <laughs> white, and blue. Also, Fluffy has a demonic robot dog, which I'm just going to say it. That dog was legit terrifying. That dog looks just like an evil version of Goddard from Jimmy Neutron. You're right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that dog, Rags, I think the name is. I guess he showed up in a previous episode because they say, oh no, they brought Rags back. I don't remember that episode for the life of me. Why is his name Rags if he's not made out of rags? He's made out of like metal and wires. <laughs> There's also this really funny scene where the cops are investigating, so Jennings just shoves Wayne in the radiation room. <laughs> And then it turns out it wasn't a radiation room at all. He just turned it into a tanning salon. <laughs> so Wayne Zelinsky has now made contact with the Chernobyl elephant's foot and is going to die very soon. Yeah, Wayne gets this good line. He says, you radiated me. I'm going to die a slow lingering death. <laughs> this aired on Disney Channel, kids. Disney Channel. Wayne Zelinsky gets every cancer that you could possibly have. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or he turns to the Hulk, foreshadowing that they bought Marvel. Oh my god, you're right. I knew it was all connected somehow. Speaking of which, Ant-Man reference. There, I did it. So eventually, Fluffy, back at the Zelinsky house, is able to send his signal to all the Fluffies out there. <laughs> and we get this montage of just them all going chaotic so for starters one of the fluffies breaks into a news studio and i'm presuming kills a news anchor because she doesn't show up after that <laughs> he traumatizes a whole bunch of children at a birthday party because <laughs> he sets fire to a cake and literally all the kids and adults are holding their hands up so they're clearly being held hostage by this bear i also love that fluffy started quote unquote killing one of like a girl's dolls <laughs> oh my god and then you can see like the dolls from me and then of course for some reason fluffy's password is destroy oh no no it's not destroy it's destroy in red bloody font too <laughs> honestly you gotta give fluffy some credit he was able to nearly dominate america within a day <laughs> 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 and then at the end it turns out that the fluffies go back to normal and all the kids are just so fucking traumatized that still you can't tell me that fluffy didn't have a body count imagine fluffy just having a rampage at that new studio <laughs> just like rampant political instability everywhere millions dead the the, the bear had like weapons of mass destruction Breaking news! You're all gonna die! Yay! But at least the Zelinskys had a happy ending. Well, Wayne's still a wanted criminal. Thousands of children are gonna need extensive therapy. And you're still having a bomb shipped to your house. But everything's okay now. <laughs> Yay! Da -da 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 I have a theory that this takes place in the ALF universe. And somewhere on the other side, ALF's getting captured by the government. No! <laughs> uh, well, we gotta mention, too, the scene where they finally square up with Fluffy. There's a joke where Wayne says, I'm gonna say the same thing that my father said to me when I was younger. I took you into this world, and I can take you out of it. Child abuse! So, Wayne just casually admitted that his father was emotionally abusive. 
And then Amy was like, your dad said that to you? And then Wayne was like, no, he said it to my brother. Oh, it's 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 cool. It was the brother getting child abused, not not Wayne. That that makes it okay. No wonder we never see Wayne's family. <laughs> oh, we we see his brother in Honey We Shrunk Ourselves. Yeah, his brother is played by Stuart Pankin in that movie, and then he has a different brother in the show who's a Bill Nye the Science Guy slash Beekman's World ripoff. I'm still amazed. Similar to say the Mask animated series and Ace Ventura animated series, this show didn't get some weird ass crossover. What '90s show can this crossover? Danny, now that I think about it, this was on Disney Channel in the '90s. They totally would have done a crossover with either Jet Jackson or Weird Science. Calling it now. Oh, wait, not Weird Science. So weird. Oh, yeah. Weird Science was an 80s movie. So then Nick finds out that Fluffy is the Legion virus, and he kills him. He kills him with antivirus, and everything's back to normal except for all the traumatized children and the casualties. And the bomb. Now, not only does Wayne have a falsified criminal record, um, he has now been exposed for um, ordering bombs having weapons of mass destruction. Name a Geneva code, Wayne Zielinski broke it. (laughs) We should mention too, by the way, that the copy of this that we watched doesn't have a definite ending. It just ends right when the Zielinskis are all congratulating each other on their win. Unless it had like some after credits ending where Fluffy's like, I'll be back or some shit. But he doesn't come back as far as I'm concerned. Just like some fucking MCU style credits where it's like Fluffy will return. Yes! <laughs> He'll return in Ant-Man 3. <laughs> Fluffy will return in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Could you imagine what it'd be like if WandaVision did a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids episode? <laughs> yes! Fluffy changed contracts. He's now with WB. Good for him. All right. And with that all said... It is that time again where we ask the question, do we keep the tapes or burn the tapes for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Honey, the bear is bad news. Danny. Let's keep it. Keep? Oh, wow. Okay, great. I'm all for creativity. And the show is really creative. It's a shame that Disney Plus doesn't have it. But yeah, let's keep it and see more of the madness. Definitely keep the tapes. Like, this was just the most Y2K aesthetic batshit thing I've ever seen, and I just... Oh my god. (laughs) It was beautiful. I just love how unapologetically insane it is. None of the science is accurate whatsoever, but that's what makes it beautiful. (laughs) You know, I was kind of torn while watching this. I was like, I'm torn between loving this and also being like, what the goddamn fuck am I watching? But you know what? It's the good kind of insane. And the more I think about it. So you know what? Keep the tapes. It is unanimous. We are keeping the tapes. This show is just a beautiful case of just bat shittery all around. I'm not gonna lie. I am not just saying I want to do a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids month. I am saying we have to do a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids month because this is only just scraping the surface of how crazy this show was. And yeah, it's still a lot of fun. So definitely keep the tapes from for me. Oh, can I just say that uh, I was taking down notes while watching this episode. And I don't know why, but one of the notes I said was this could work as a loop on the third movie. Oh my god, you're right! <laughs> Lupin yes. and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids crossover when? <laughs> it's like for the people listening to the podcast who don't really know loop on the third, it, it's wild. Like you don't know what you'll get the next episode. So, Danny, thank you so much for joining us at this early hour of yours. Is there anything you want to plug? Watch Lupin the Third. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to finally, well, not finally talk with you because we've been friends for years, but finally call you. Yes. All right. I am over on Mission Breakout on Discord and Twitter. I am a walking pun on Instagram. My Muppet Twitter slash puppet Twitter is MuppetVision3D with an underscore before 3D. Uh, and then you can also find me trying to still find out which episode Nigel Channing's in so I can fight him in the parking lot. Hey, Danny, quick question. Did you know that Nigel Channing was almost going to be played by Raw Julia? No way. He was, yeah. He And then he got sick. So Marcia Straussman ran into Eric Idle at the hotel that she was staying at and asked him to take the role instead, and it was history from there. I don't know if we were cursed or blessed. 
Yes. Uh, you can find me on uh, Cosmic Rewind on Twitter, replace the E with a three. You can also find me on a few select episodes of uh, Escape from Vault Disney and The Emperor's New Podcast. And you can also find me reminding people that we should be using magnets on world domination bent computer things because Scooby-Doo do this. <laughs> Fucking magnets. How do they work? <laughs> All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at TylerFG, Instagram at TylerFG96. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, Instagram at channel KRT podcast, all one word. And we also have our Facebook group and our Discord server in our link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there so we get noticed by the algorithm better. And if you want to help support us even further, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash channelkrtpodcast, where we release exclusive minisodes and outtakes for our patrons, as well as episodes of this very podcast one day early. And speaking of which, thank you to Gomer, who pledged to us at the $10 level. Channel KRT, cut to static! Hey, that's my line, you little demon. <laughs>